Welcome. Welcome, you all. So this is a simple way to share the gospel. It's on page 44. I am not Andy Simbala. They, they gave birth last week, and actually their daughter is going in for surgery tomorrow morning, so we're praying for them, and I'm just filling in for them. It's called A Simple Way to Share the Gospel. I trust you're here because you want to learn a simple way to share the gospel, and not simply because this room is closest to the dining room, and lunch is coming, and today is the world-famous... Burger Bar, with almost homemade macaroni and cheese. <laughs> let me uh, let me pray for our time. God, thanks for a really good week. Thank you for the many different venues in which we have been equipped and trained and been exposed to your word. Pray that even as we close out this morning, that you would bless our time together as we just think about how to be more effective and winsome as we share the gospel to those around us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a saying that used to make its rounds around the American church. I think it's lost some of its credence, thankfully, over the years. But it went like this. Share the gospel whenever you can. If necessary, use words. And we look at that and you go, that's, that's so ridiculous. Of course you have to use words. So no one in our neighborhood ever saw Shannon and I and our kids piling into our van on Sunday morning, going off to church and going, Christ was a substitutionary atonement <laughs> for my sins. In my rebellion, never. They don't. So we actually have to share the gospel with people. They don't get it by osmosis or just by looking at our lives. Our lives authenticate our words, but they don't replace them. And so in Romans chapter 10, listen to what Paul says. How will they call on him in whom they've not believed? How are they to believe in him of whom they've never heard? How are they to hear without someone telling them? And how are they to uh, preach unless they are sent? That is as written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news, but they've not obeyed the gospel. Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So we really have to speak the gospel to people. What I and Shannon and Carolyn want to do for you this morning is just simply give you three steps and three simple tools for sharing the gospel. My guess is most of us want to. What we often don't know is how to get into a conversation in which there's an opening. And then once we have the opening, what the heck do we say? How do we take this thing and summarize it in an intelligible, almost memorable way? And then how do we follow up? Which is why, apart from those three points that Andy came up with, which are really good, I have three other ones here. (laughs) You want to think about the golden question, a simple illustration, and then a courageous follow-up. So the golden question, simple illustration, and courageous follow-up. So I'll start, and I'll turn it over to Shannon, and I'll turn it over to Carolyn, and we're going to have you guys practice. That's going to be fun, right, before the burger bar. So what I often do is, over the years, I've shared the gospel numerous, numerous times simply by using a napkin. And I often do this with students in the fellowship, particularly if, if someone gets to their sophomore year, 
I'll often have lunch with them in the union and say, so how would you summarize the gospel? Amazingly enough, even though they've been in the fellowship for a year, many people don't know it yet. And so here's my golden question. I say to them, could I share the gospel with you, the message of the Bible? It'll take about two minutes and I'll use a napkin. And they'll be like, sure. I've actually done it with people who aren't students. So just so you know, here's here's the finished product. You've probably seen it. It's just simply the bridge illustration. But this is what I do. I just take a napkin, and I'll, I'll do it on the board here. And what I do is I, oh, eh, you know, I, you're always supposed to test these out ahead of time, and I didn't. So I just draw two cliffs like that, and I just say, so here's us, and here's God. There we go. And we are full of sin, and God is holy. And so there is a chasm between us. And there's no way for us to bridge the chasm. So what God did is he sent Jesus Christ on the cross and he filled in the gap between the two. So Jesus Christ, and I explain very simply, Jesus died for our sins so that we are now acceptable to a holy God. And when we believe in Christ, Jesus, what he did on the cross, enables us now to have a relationship with God. That's it took probably less than two minutes. And then I typically say, is that what you believe? So that's my courageous follow-up. Is that what you believe? And oftentimes they'll say, yeah, not really. Then they'll have more questions and we can get into a conversation. But the golden question is this, can I share the story of the Bible in two minutes using a napkin? And guess what? It could be a paper towel or anything else, right? Okay. And so that then I have a very simple illustration And then the third step is the courageous follow-up. I just don't leave it at the napkin. I say, is that what you believe? And then we go from there. That's one way to do it. It's called the bridge on a napkin. Shannon, could you show us another way to do it? Sure, yeah. Um, My golden question typically is, can I share my favorite story with you? So I ask permission. And typically people are like, sure. So that's my golden question. If you're writing things down, can I share my favorite story with you? And I usually say it's my favorite because it's totally true and it's amazing. So in my simple illustration, it's on my hand actually uh, using the I love you sign. Um, And there are five steps if you're trying to write this down so you can do it yourself. So the first thing I say is number one, God's number one, because he's perfect. That's the first step. Step number two is, but I'm sure you can admit you are not perfect. I'm not perfect. And the two can't get together because he's perfect and I'm not perfect. Now, some people are double jointed and they can actually get together. So, you know, you don't, you just go like this. (laughs) Okay. Because there's always someone in there. Anyway, so... Number one, God's number one, because he's holy and perfect. Number two, we are not perfect and the two can't get together. Okay, step number three. I wish I had another hand. But God, I use my other hand, but God, and hold up that number one on my other hand, sent his son, Jesus, who was God. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And so, and Jesus died the death that we deserve to bridge the gap between God and us. 
So that, so that's, you know, the third step, but God sent Jesus who was God to to die the death we deserve and bridge the gap by dying. And this is the amazing way that God says, I love you. Okay, and then, thank you, that was number four. And this is the amazing way that God says, I love you. I want to be in relationship with you. And then number five, the last thing would be the courageous follow-up, which I appreciate you saying. Then I say, have you ever accepted Jesus to die in your place for your sins? Is, is this story your story? And, you know, I wait for people to respond. And sometimes they'll say, oh, yeah, I know that story. I'll say, well, what does it look like? When did you, when did you realize that this needs to affect your life? And we can have a conversation from there. So that's a simple way. I love it because it's always with me and I can't lose it. And Carolyn, do you want to say? I'm just going to erase this. Okay, Carolyn. Yep. That was awesome, Shannon. Oh. Should I use Shannon's? This is on. Okay, great. So the other golden question is very similar to Mark's. You do want to ask people, can I share the gospel with you in a simple diagram? Or in two minutes, you could do it that way too. But give them a heads up. You're going to use a diagram. You can use a sheet of paper. You can use a napkin. <laughs> And this one's called the three circles diagram. So that is your simple illustration, the three circles diagram. And so you start, you can draw all three circles and make them a little big because you're going to put things in them. So three circles, two in the top, one on the bottom. And you just, you talk with them as you're doing it. So it's helpful to bring them along with you as you draw each piece. So you talk about in the beginning, God created the world perfectly we loved God and God loved us and we had perfect relationship with God. But we actually ran away from God. We didn't want relationship with him. We rebelled against him in our sin. We were running in the opposite direction. And that led to not a perfect world, but a broken world. We were separated from God in our sin. And so ever since then, we've been trying to get out of brokenness in all kinds of different ways. We've been trying to do it by our own merit, by doing enough good things. We've been trying to get out of it through escapism, scrolling through Instagram, scrolling through TikTok. We've been trying to do it through numbing the pain, through drugs or alcohol, all kinds of different things. We were trying to get out of brokenness and it's not working, but God loves us so much and he wants us to have that relationship with him so much that he sent his son, Jesus, so that we could actually run to him. And Jesus came down into the brokenness. He lived this and died on the cross for our sins and raised up again from the dead so that we could be restored to perfect relationship and fellowship with God. So that's a three circle diagram. And then the courageous follow-up is the question. So now you've seen this, do you think you're here in perfect relationship with God, or do you still feel like you're in brokenness? And the one thing I would caution you about this question is some people may say brokenness when they're just a sufferer. And so that is one thing to note, to, to tease out, what do you mean by brokenness? You want to hear more about, and people might say they're in perfect relationship with God, 
and also not be in perfect relationship with God. So you want to tease out, what do you mean by that? Can you tell me more about that? This is really the beginning of a conversation, but that is your golden question, your simple illustration and your courageous follow-up. Great. Thanks, Carolyn. Very much. Uh, so there's three steps to this. The goal, and they all take a little bit of courage. I'm not sure why I put the courageous follow-up, but they all take courage. So one is the golden question, actually asking someone permission to share with them the story of the Bible or the gospel or something, okay? The second is, I think you've got to have a simple illustration. Now, simple illustration is of necessity simple, but what it does is it quickly shares the main point of the gospel in a way that is usually visual and memorable and clear. So whichever one you use, and there are plenty of them out there, I just think it's a great tool to have in your belt. And then you've got to have the courageous follow-up. It's easy to share the gospel and then you let it sit. And you don't actually ask a follow-up. What do you think about this? Is this story your story? What was yours again? What circle are you in? Yeah, do you think you're in a perfect relationship with God? That's great. Yeah, that's right. Which circle are you in? So, golden question, simple illustration, courageous follow-up. What I'd like you to do now is turn to the person next to you, and one of you be the receiver, one of you be the sharer, and just do that. And I'll bring you back in five minutes, okay? I I want to hear some reaction. One of the reasons this is so important, why we wanted this to be a breakout, is it's really tempting for all of us to get close to the gospel but never actually share it. Like we invite people to church or to fellowship, which is great. Invite people to Bible study, church, or fellowship, but we need to share the gospel with people. So this is just an easy way to do it. Any feedback? How did it go? Like what was, I just want some, we want some interaction. Like what was hard? What was easy? How did it go here? Give me some thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like having concise and clear steps and like what to do and what to ask at each point um, was helpful. Yeah. Kind of like once you have it organized, it's not as overwhelming as it may seem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And and I think what, what was Carolyn still here? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think what we've all found is you said I have to practice it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, that's no problem with that. Yeah. Um, it seems like probably the most difficult uh, transition is between the illustration and the follow up. Yeah. I think because that's uh, it's easy to just tell people something, but then to ask for a response yeah. is is very different. Because now you're asking for them to engage in something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's one thing to say, here's my napkin. <laughs> it's another another moment to say, what do you think about your relationship with God as a, because of my my napkin? Any other thoughts? Yeah. I think going off that, like even if you do like get to the question part, like asking for the feedback, then knowing how to like continue the conversation mm-hmm. yeah. there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So this isn't a this isn't a five minute package and then and you move on. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, how do you continue it? For sure. That's really great. Any other thoughts? Yeah, Shan? One thing I really appreciate, Carolyn, your question was open-ended, whereas my follow-up question tends to be a yes or no. Mm. And so there's something to be said for making the question open-ended, like where do you see yourself in this this picture of perfect relationship with God or brokenness? And so I'm, I'm chewing on that, and that's really helpful, yeah. an open-ended question. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think my guess is all of us would probably agree with this, that most people are willing to hear you out. And I think we're we're tempted to think they're not. And it's just because we haven't asked a golden question. We're waiting for them to ask the golden question. We don't have a way to just succinctly 
and clearly summarize it, and we don't ask a follow-up question. So whenever I've done the napkin thing, it's very rare for someone to say, no, I don't want to do that. Now, the rare part, you know, is the courageous follow-up. How do people follow up to it? But these are just some tools, because we want each other to invite people to Christian activities. But inviting people to Christian activities is not the same as sharing Jesus with them. So here are just three steps for us to use. And I'm just going to pray right now. Let's pray that this summer that God would give us the courage to walk through these steps. Okay? God, thank you that uh, you have entrusted the gospel to us as we've been learning about all this week. And Father, how will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to hear without someone telling them? Father, give us the courage, the wisdom, and the grace to verbally share with people the gospel. Help us to be winsome in terms of our golden question. Help us to be clear in your spirit to work through the simple illustration. And God, give us courage to follow up. Would any seeds that are planted or any fruit that is reaped be all for your glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.